Hello there. Welcome to the SPS podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing six key frameworks that are going to allow you to do self audits or create a self reflection habit. If you're a business owner, solopreneur, you need to have a self reflection practice, or I strongly encourage you to have one. Less of me talking about it, and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the SPS podcast, the self-performance strategies podcast, unlocking the secrets to success and unlocking the secrets to self-performance so you can improve mentally, emotionally, and physically. The SPS podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator program, helping business owners and business leaders save at least 10 working hours a week, improve their focus and make more money. If that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and follow the links. But let's now jump in to this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in episode 44 of the SPS podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about self-reflection. We're going to be talking about why self-reflection is essential for all business owners and solopreneurs. And I'm going to be giving you six easy ways or six easy frameworks that you can use to get started and create a self-reflection practice. But as always, before jumping into this episode, I'm going to frame the whole conversation with a quote and then tell a little bit of a personal story about how I started my self-reflection practice. And then I'm going to get into those key six frameworks. The quote for this week's episode comes from Ray Dalio, and this has got to be in my top 10 quotes of all time. Pain plus reflection equals progress. Ray Dalio. This quote is really powerful for me because I have a direct connection between experiencing pain, not reflecting on it and not making progress. But in my life, when I started reflecting on the missteps, when I started reflecting on the pain, when I started assessing my past, I started making a lot more progress because I started actually learning the lessons that my past was trying to tell me. Where before in my 20s and maybe even into my early 30s, where I wasn't so aware of the mistakes, I kept making them over and over again. So I had the pain, but I didn't have the reflection. We all have that pain. We all go through shit, but many of us repeat the same shit over and over again. And we often ask ourselves, well, why is this happening? And, and that's exactly what I did. I was no different. No reflection equaled repeated pains. <laughs> so my quote was no reflection plus no reflection equals more pain. <laughs> Stephen Timoney, 2023. <laughs> so I, I'm no different. You know, I made mistakes. I fucked up. I self-sabotaged. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, got the emotional scars, probably even some physical scars. <laughs> now, I could tell you a story about how I overcame my party years in my 20s that I've you know alluded to in other podcast episodes and in my newsletter and obviously on Twitter or how I moved to Canada 12 years ago and give me a ton of perspective and, and some insights in the last five years from going from being a, a, a corporate leader to an entrepreneur. And I've got lots of examples in there of reflection, but I want to focus in on discussing the habit that has helped me the most and leap forward mentally, emotionally, and physically over the last 18 months. And I can honestly say that going deep with this reflection habit has changed my life. And what is this habit? Well, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. It's journaling. Yeah, I know some of you are like, really? Journaling, Steve? Not hot yoga, cold showers, 
eating raw liver, liver or you know drinking lots of black coffee just journaling yes yes i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry to you know sorry to let you all down it's it's not some secret sun your balls uh, habit that's <laughs> helped me reflect better it's journaling it's the most powerful habit if you do it right and there is a right way to do it in my opinion but first of all, let me tell you a little story. And you like my stories, right? You know, that's where you listen to the podcast. You like my stories, yeah. <laughs> so I got I got my journaling all wrong. I look back at my journals from 2013, 14, 15, 16, and it's like reading a random mess of ideas, goals, emotional dumping, and even rage journaling. While this is useful and, and it is a necessary part of your journaling journey, and the lack of structure made the journaling a chore. I would miss weeks, months, you know, half a year, maybe three months, maybe not half a year, but definitely, you know, go go a couple of months about doing it. And, and sometimes I felt like I had to do this because the gurus told me to do it. Like all, all the big personal development gurus, Tony Robbins, Bren Bouchard, Dean Grazioli, Robin Sharma, they're all like journal, journal, journal. And, and sometimes it just felt like a chore. As, as I said, it just felt like I was doing it for the sake of doing it. And I would I would look at my journal and beat myself up mentally sometimes for not using it. It would be there on the table, there'd be a pen on top of it, and I wasn't using it. And it became like this negative cycle of like, oh, there it's calling at me, it's looking at me, and I'm not doing it, so I'm failing because I should be doing this habit. And I fucking hate that about personal development. I hate that whole like you need to be doing X, Y, and Z to be successful. Now I I would open the journal up sometimes, write the date stare at a blank page or, or write some nonsense, nonsensical, nonsensical, nonsensical <laughs> scribbles. Uh, but then, then things changed. Think, things did change for me. You know, yes, the big change happened uh, for me probably during the pandemic where I started doing a bit more exploring. And then in 2021, when I launched my business, uh, I was going deeper with my journaling. I, I did start the master's and connect with the power of journaling a lot more. And I think it was the space of being at home, the space from working from home, the space of not of not having to commute. It gave me that extra time where I, I was now able to like journal a bit more, where I could fit it into my day, where I wasn't rushing around as much. Now, I made a decision in early 2021. I think it was just before actually I started my business or just before I left corporate, sorry. I decided to split my journals apart. And I've talked about this a little bit on the timeline on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and I think I might've mentioned it in one or two podcasts before. But I split my journals into a sales management type journal, and then I had my other journal as an emotional daily dumping, daily ideas, list of ideas, or maybe for content. But what that allowed me to do is I had this very technical, and I actually called it my tactical journal. It's a very technical journal for my business. It was four pages I would use each week, and I still do this every week. And then on the emotional journal, that would be my daily gratitudes, that would be my dumping, as I said. And from you know 2016 to 2021, I think I filled maybe, you know, I, I filled a, a three quarters of a journal each of those years. I didn't completely fill a, a journal, and I use a, a sort of a, a large moleskin journal style so for each year you know the last four or five years up until 2021 you know I, I'd started a journal I wrote in it but by the end of the year one of those journals I, I didn't actually fill it or I was like a quarter or an eighth away from actually completing it but so far since 2021 I am filling a journal pretty much every quarter 
if not just over that. So every three to four months, I, I'm filling a journal. So I'm now going through uh, two to four journals a year just on my emotional journaling. And my business journal, the way it sets out, it actually takes me a full year to go through that because of, I only use four pages a week. Now, what was the big shift? Why did that happen? Well, this journaling system, the tactical journal system that I mentioned, it's not complex at all, but because I separated my emotional ideas from my business, it just created this space for me, this space for me to actually explore more ideas. And then it didn't feel like a chore because my tactical journal, which is about my business, was the chore journal. That was the journal that was about my work. And, and I look at that for about 10 minutes or less most days, but my actual emotional journal is fun now. I look at it and I don't feel like, oh, there's my journal. I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's where I'm exploring ideas. That's where I'm creating lists. That's where that's where all, all these things, I'm on calls, I'm reading a book, I've got an idea in my head, I quickly write things down. And, and just, it's just freed me up so much. And my progress mentally, emotionally and physically has been exponential over the last uh, two years since really, since really doing this. Doing this, as I said, it's removed a lot of the friction from my journaling. Uh, I have I've been able to flow with it and, and I really do feel like if you're listening to this and you are a solopreneur and you are a business owner I genuinely think the secret to your next leap forward is hidden in the pages of your journal and if you're only using one journal right now for everything I a million percent recommend you start creating journals in your life for different segments now you can have more than Two journals, you can have three or four, but I would start with two. Make one specifically for your business and then also make one specifically for your emotional and your general dumping. Now, I'm thinking of creating a third journal. This is my idea to actually have a content journal, uh, maybe a smaller uh, journal, not necessarily a massive big one where I'm gonna put content I ideas in. I already use Notion for that, but I kind of feel like I'm all over the place with my Notion <laughs> on the computer. And sometimes when I'm doing ideas, I wanna be away from the computer for obvious reasons because you don't wanna go on the different links and everything else. But that that's the story. That's my story about my self-reflection and how I, this idea about my journaling has actually helped me become so much more reflective that I've been able to notice the pain points in my business and I've made massive leaps forward. Bear in mind, in 2021, I had made a couple of grand online maximum from affiliating other people's products and communities to selling a, a little stoic guide that I used to sell back in 2020, 2021. But since then, I've made well over six figures with my coaching offer. And I've broken a lot of mental and emotional barriers because of the time that I've spent in my journal. And that's where I want to now flip that over to the actual exercises and frameworks that you can use uh, in your journal to help you perform self audits or help you before perform or be more self reflective, reflective, because reflection is a powerful mechanism, it helps you take experience and translate translate them into learning. But most people don't take reflection seriously. If you want a leg up, pay attention, take notes, and start taking reflection seriously. Now, why do you want to do self audits? Well, as a business owner, as a solopreneur, you need these self audits because you need to find your bottlenecks. You need to find your current direction. You need to know what you don't want to do. <laughs> and you need to find a clear path forward. So to improve your life, uh, you need to remove anything stopping you from your daily, uh, stopping you from doing the deep work, stopping you from allowing, allowing yourself to grow, and you need frameworks to help you do that. So I'm gonna go through these six quick frameworks that I've used that really help me 
And most of these frameworks, I think, uh, yeah, I think they're, they're, I use them all in my emotional journal, but they then affect my business performance, okay? So the first one's pretty straightforward, and it's the easiest self-reflection technique out there. You've heard lots of other people talk about it. It's called mental dumping. It's the easiest one. As I said, write out everything on your mind, positive, negative, neutral, anything you're thinking about, write until you, until you stop, until you got it all out, and then you can look over it and, and choose anything that you want to work from from that point onwards or you just use it as a way to get the noise out of your brain because you have a lot of noise up there now i personally like doing this probably at night time I, I don't do a lot of mental dumping in the morning i know there are some great ideas out there around using mental dumping as a way to get ideas out from the divine spark from your dreams but i tend to get up in the morning uh, drink of water, meditate, and then get to work. So I actually pour that sort of early morning divine spark, whatever you want to call it, I pour that into content. Uh, I don't want to waste that energy on, on mental dumping, but I find mental dumping at the end of the day quite useful. I will write out lists of things, uh, a list of ideas. I, I actually pulled this idea from Ship30. Dickie Bush and Nicholas Cole talked about this, where they, they will write lists at the end of the day list of things they learned, list of things that they were reviewing, list of ideas from books. And I've kind of got into the habit of doing that and it has been very useful. And that's been a form of mental dumping for me at nighttime. Now, the second framework that you can use, and obviously I'll put these in the show notes below on the podcast so you can actually look at them yourself. So the second framework is the open loops. Open loops is something I talk about quite a lot because I actually from actually have noticed from working with a lot of business owners and solopreneurs, a certain level of success creates too much opportunity. We open way too many loops and then we start drowning in all this all this work. So open loops. Use this audit to remove anything draining you or distracting you. Ruthlessly go through your mental dumping list, which you've done before, or, or any other time you want to mental dump any type of open loop that you have, and drop anything that's not serving you. Projects, people, environments, and stuff. Close loops. So do an open loop brain dump. Take 10 minutes, write out everything that you've got open, old relationships, boxes in the corner of your house, ideas you haven't finished yet, and then ruthlessly go through it and remove like 80, 90% of it because it's just open loops that are sucking your CPU. They're slowing you down. So that's the second framework that I use to uh, be self-reflective and to help me make progress in my business and life. The third framework, I call it break bottlenecks. This is where you just basically ask yourself, what bottlenecks do you have in, in your life? You're creating bottlenecks by not self-auditing. That's the first one. By not actually doing this kind of routine, you're, you're creating bottlenecks. But you need to ask yourself, what is, what is blocking you? What are you struggling with? What can't you drop or delegate? Or what can you drop and delegate? Get clear on whether the bottleneck is an internal or external issue. Is it internally, emotionally with you, mentally? Or is it external because you need to hire a VA or you need a better system? You, can, you can't fix it if you don't call it out, simply. So if you have a bottleneck right, in your, right now in your business, you can call it out. Now, does that mean it's fixed automatically? No, but you can start making plans. So I, I call this the break bottleneck system where you just basically ask yourself, what's the bottleneck right now? Then how can I fix that? And do that internally and externally for your world. The next one and the, 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 the fifth technique that I use, uh, sorry, the fourth technique, <laughs> The fourth technique that I use is fear busting. Now, fear busting is a stoic process. 90% of our fears are irrational. And you just basically have this fear of starting a business, starting a project, asking somebody for something, and you just write out the fear. Oh, I'm afraid of asking X for Y. 
and then you 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 then basically well why what why are you afraid of that because they're going to say no and then you realize that oh that's not that's not a big fear or or I'm going to start this new business no one's going to show up well how can you then make a logical answer to overcome that so what what fears are distracting you stopping you from taking action write out the fear write out what what's the worst that could happen and then write out how you can overcome it and bust that fear and that 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 fear setting fear busting exercise is a fantastic exercise to actually stop the procrastination of you taking action because sometimes we let fear become the dominant noise in our mind and then because we're thinking about the fear and the worst case scenario we don't actually take action but 99 percent of the times the worst case scenario is complete bullshit and never happens now the fifth one the actual fifth <laughs> technique that i use is a weekly review uh, a weekly review that i do every sunday is i get into the habit of asking myself eight weekly questions now i answer these eight weekly questions actually in my tactical journal my business journal this is the one of the this is the one framework out of the six that i use actually in my business journal and i use one of the sheets sometimes two sheets of paper in my moleskin journal to ask these eight questions and these eight questions are and i'm going to run through them very quickly uh, number one, what was the main struggle I faced last week? Number two, if I was advising a friend, what would I say to overcome this struggle? Number three, if I don't take action this week, what will be the outcome? Number four, two things I learned about myself or others. Number five, a decision that could have made last week better, business specific. Uh, number six, what stood out as a big win? Again, business specific. What ideas sparked something in me? This is business specific or content specific for me because of what I do. And then eight, accomplishment KPIs or targets hit. Again, all eight of those questions will be in the show notes. Those are questions I ask myself every single week and they give me a self-reflection. They give me a framework for me then to take action the following week. A fantastic process. If you're not asking yourself weekly questions, you should, especially if you're a business owner or solopreneur. Then the final and sixth technique that I use is the evening review. Now, I am not a Jedi Knight with this. I would love to do an evening review every night, but I probably get about 50%, 60% off my days. Typically, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm very good at this. Uh, I will sit down for about 20, 30 minutes before I go to bed, and I will review my day. I will track the three big things that I did, I'll look for my three wins. I will think about what I'm doing tomorrow, and then I go deeper a little bit, like I said earlier, with the idea from Dickie Bush and Nicholas Cole, which was, you know, asking what was the biggest bottleneck of my day or writing out a list of things that I learned. Those are ideas that I learned from those two gentlemen from doing Ship 30 as a way to get content ideas out of my day is to advise myself on the bottlenecks that I'm trying to overcome or write out a list of things that I learned that day or things that I just generally came across and then writing out what, what do I know about these? What are the five things I know about chat GPT, for example? You know, don't use it. It's a pile of garbage. That's my... <laughs> when it comes to content, probably shouldn't say that. I'm not a huge fan of it for content writing because I feel like that comes from our divine spark, but that's a different topic for a different podcast. But in general, this final process is just doing an evening review. It's sort of an idea from stoicism. It's an idea from all personal development gurus. It's just wrapping up your day and then thinking about what you're going to be doing the next day. So those are the six frameworks that I use. And I have, I have a saying, to, to, to improve, you must review. I have another saying that you must let go to grow. But in this sense, when it comes to reflection, when it comes to journaling, when it comes to asking yourself good questions, in my opinion... If you want to improve, you have to review what you are doing. And that is everything. That is it. Those are the six frameworks that you need. Think about having yourself two journals going forward. And this was the 44th episode of the SPS podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, 
please give me a five-star review on any of the platforms that you're listening uh, to me on. I would deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate it. Also, if you want me to talk about a certain subject, you can hit me up on my socials at Steve Timoney. That's on Twitter. That's my main uh, place where I hang out. That's at S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y on Twitter. Or you can slide on over to my main website, which is at Stephen Timoney. That's at S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com. Dot com. <laughs> you think I know how to say dot com uh, at this stage of my life. But those websites and those links are in the show notes. And thank you very much for listening all the way through to this part of the episode. I really do deeply appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we will speak to you in the next episode. Make it a good one.